We have our first main introduction to the character of Saul today as we're moving through the um, Acts of the Apostles. And he seems to be a pretty bad character at the, at the start. We've, we've seen a glimpse of him first at the, at the martyrdom of Stephen. We hear that Saul is there just as a kind of an authority figure in the background, giving approval to what's being done. But now we see the, the fullness of, of Saul's evil ways. And it struck me as I read it today of just kind of how strong and evil character he is. Like in the, in the story of early Christianity, Saul appears as the bad guy and quite a serious bad guy at that. He's, our, our reading begins, Saul was still breathing threats to slaughter the Lord's disciples. And you can just hear that there's a whole air of fear around around the whole Christian community about this guy called Saul who's just hunting them down, who's coming after them, who's wanting to put them to death. And, and here we say he's not only content in doing that in Jerusalem, but he's going from town to town, getting the authority to go and round up the Christians, um, imprison them, drag them back to Jerusalem in chains. So what can we learn from, for our Christian walk, um, about... Saul's evilness in, in these early days. We, we know, of course, that, that from this, we have this conversion story today, Saul becomes one of the most significant figures in the spread of Christianity um, in the early church. He becomes an amazing evangelist, um, a great teacher, and a, a pillar of the church. So one thing we can learn from this is that unless we ourselves have been hunting down and arresting and killing Christians, <laughs> we can trust that the Lord's mercy will extend to whatever evil we may have been doing from our hearts. And even if perhaps you're listening to this and going, oh, but I have been hunting down and killing Christians or doing other worse things, still the Lord's mercy extends beyond any evil that we can do. There's, there's, no, there's no kind of violence that we can commit. There's no sins, no evil that we can participate in that we cannot repent from and, and kind of join in the life of the Lord. And there's nothing that we can do that would prevent God from looking upon us with this, this desire for us to draw us to himself and a desire to use us as well. Not only did the Lord um, convert Paul and, and bring him under his mercy so that he could be forgiven, but he also then used him as a great witness to the gospel. So we might think, okay, yeah, I've accepted God's forgiveness, but surely I'm so evil and um, so sinful that I couldn't actually be an example, a witness of the faith to others. But no, Paul goes on to be such a profound witness to God's mercy and to God's goodness. And so there's nothing that we can do that can stop that from going from, yeah, God, God's mercy from wanting to look upon us and choose us and call us into that new life and to that contribution to the church and to the kingdom that he wants us to make. But also we can learn something from Ananias's side in the story because Ananias wrestles with this too. Uh, he, he hears that the Lord wants him to go and find this man Paul and heal him and convert him and it doesn't really make much sense because he, like most of the Christians around, it sounds like, was filled with fear in relation to Paul. And he's like, I don't want to go talk to him and talk to him about Christ. He's the guy who's killing Christians and arresting them. And that's crazy, Lord. What are you talking about? 
But the Lord says, no, I, I have a plan for him. He is my instrument who I want to use. And so when, when the Lord's putting people in our path, um, we're encountering people day by day, we might have that, that sort of lens of like, oh, no, no, I'll, I'll keep my good news to myself around this person because they won't want to hear it. Or, you know, I, I don't think they'll be able to receive it. Or, you know, I don't know what God can do in their life. But God wants to bring his good news and wants to bring his life um, to every person who comes across our path. We don't know exactly what that's going to look like, the role that we have to play with that. But there's an invitation here to, to consider every person as a, a potential disciple and a potential apostle. They may be a St. Paul waiting in the wings if we're able to, to share with them the good news or to show them some kindness or to extend an invitation to them. And if we're able to, as Ananias was, take that courageous step, then um, we, don't, we don't reverence St. Ananias hugely in the church, but he brought us St. Paul, so he's had a pretty big impact upon the kingdom of God in this world. So let's pray that we can uh, be an Ananias to some people that God brings into our path.